This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Episode 332, 2009, and The Spectacle Effect. Welcome to the Strangers and Aliens podcast. Strangers. <laughs> to boldly say what needs to be said. Would you be a stranger or an alien? Or would you be a strange alien? The truth is out there. I am your father's best friend, Plumber. Superman. Wonder Woman. Heroes. Villains. Captain Picard versus Captain Kirk. Do you think that there's room in sci-fi for God? Hello and welcome to another episode of Strangers and Aliens. This is a podcast about sci-fi and fantasy and Christianity and spirituality. And three people are going to be with you tonight. Me, Ben, Ben Avery, I'm one. And the other two are going to be Evan David. Hello. And Steve <laughs> McDonald. That's me. I hesitated for a moment there. I almost let you guys introduce yourself. That was a close one, Ben. Yeah, you yeah. And then I realized, that. wait. Don't know what you're thinking. We all know what happens when that happens. 200 or, shows in, and we still haven't got that that down yet. It's just... Uh, three, 300. <sighs> 300 shows. 300 shows in. Well, you've only been in about 200, so... I was only Eight? counting. You. Wow, I, have I been in that many? Well, uh, I don't know. You came in before show 200, and we're still before show 400, so... I was just doing the math real quick. I mean, okay. if you want, I can yeah. get my pencil and paper out. And <clears throat> we, we don't need to do that. Uh, instead, <laughs> we could talk about some movies or something, right? Yeah. 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 Was there a movie? Well, there's an upcoming movie uh, oh. or, or two, and there's been Sounds some movies in the past. Uh, we uh, actually, we never talked about Joker or if we were going to talk about Joker, because I don't know if you've ever, if you've seen it, Steve, have you? Didn't know. Okay. All right. Well, that might be something that comes up in our 2019 episode when we're mm-hmm. looking at 2019. But right now we have looked at two, uh, 1979. We've looked at 1989. We looked at 1999. And it just made sense for us to go ahead and just go for it with, with <clears throat> 2009. Yep. And uh, so that's what we're going to do. It turns out there was a handful of uh, pretty important movies that came out that that year and i was little, surprised little I, films well you, you say little, that kind of joking because of the, the big ones but there were some little art house <laughs> mo- art, art house movies that i that we need to talk about um tiny little there were some tiny ones uh but we'll, we'll get there we'll get there um by the way i don't know what this is going to be titled as we are talking right now um you listeners probably know because titles get spoken before we play the music before the episode starts um, but I've been trying to figure out like, what's the unifying theme. We had the star Wars effect, uh, with, with 1979, we had the franchise effect with 89. We had the CGI effect with 99, uh, 2009. 
I don't know. I had some ideas. One was um, the spectacle uh, because there's a lot of spectacle that, that was on on the screen that year. Uh, I thought about um, there's the spectacle. And, oh, at the end of the world. <laughs> Because yeah. yeah. there's a yeah. lot of movies that were just about the end of the world, uh, kind of tying in with that uh, 2012 uh, upcoming year at that point, which was some Aztec calendar thing where the calendar yeah. ended. The yeah. Jonas Brothers, the 3D concert experience. Yeah, pretty I mean, much that was stuff right there. Seriously, I mean, that itself was a, a harbinger of the end. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I don't know. And, you know, so we'll we'll see when we get to the end. We might have a little better consensus, or or maybe not. Uh, and maybe I'll just go with spectacle because that's pretty broad. Um, but even the small movies were were small because they were able to do spectacle on a a budget. So we'll we'll get to it though. Yeah, we'll get to it. Hannah Montana, the movie. Yeah, a lot of spectacle in that. Spectacular there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, All things we'll need to talk about. Wasn't that? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, that's that's a movie I did not see, by the way. Yeah, I think I I think I missed yeah, that I one too. No, I haven't seen it either. I don't think I've ever seen an entire episode of that show. Oh, it was a show. Yeah, <laughs> it was. <laughs> yep. So is it on Disney Plus? I don't know if it is. But Lizzie McGuire is going to have an original re not a reboot, a re reunion series, kind of like uh, Girl Meets World. Yep, yep. So there's that. But I like Girl Meets World. Because I like Boy Meets World. <laughs> well, let's talk about movies here. Uh the top ten movies of two thousand nine, highest grossing, I should say. Uh we had uh, at number ten, The Hangover, with uh, almost half a billion, with four hundred sixty-seven million. Angels and Demons with four hundred eighty-five million. Uh, both those movies I have not seen. So Me neither. Nope, haven't seen them. Uh, yeah, Sherlock Holmes, the first one with Robert Downey Jr. Ah, yes. Five hundred twenty-four million dollars. Hard to beat. Well, but you know who did beat it? The Twilight <laughs> Saga, New Moon. $709 million. Another one I have not seen. So there's, there's yeah. Have you seen it? I have not. I saw the first one. Uh, I, I, I didn't see the first one either. I really did not jump on that whole hate Twilight bandwagon simply because I did not experience it at all. And I am blissfully ignorant. Yeah, for me, yeah. I'm not a Mormon. So didn't really <laughs> didn't hold my attention. Number six, okay. Up. million. The first uh, 3D movie that I saw in theaters that was just like a regular release movie and not some sort of special exciting thing because you have glasses on and you're in your living room kind of thing. This was Mm. I went and saw it in 3D because I'm like, I got to see what this 3D thing is all about. (laughs) Mine was uh, Meet the Robinsons. That was my first one. Ooh, That would have been good in 3D. It was. Yeah. I think mine would have been something in the 1980s when 3D came back for about six seconds. Well, if we're talking about the old school 3D with the like the red and blue glasses, then it mm-hmm. would be Spy Kids 3 the movie in 3D, <laughs> which is horrible. The 3D or the movie? The movie and the 3D. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. At least they're hitting both, you know, both pegs. Mm-hmm. Well, Up was the first for me. 
so of these five, uh, 10 through six of the highest grossing films, only two of them actually got help from my seven dollars. Right. Uh, how about you nice. guys? Yeah. Just uh, I yeah. I saw up in Sherlock Holmes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so number five was 2012. Another one I have not seen. So really, yeah. And yeah. that one's worth seeing just for the spectacle because it's nuts. Okay. Well, I'm glad you said that because that's that's confirming the title that I might go yeah. with. Okay, mm-hmm. that's good. That's oh, good. I, I I saw 2010, but I didn't see 2011, so I didn't. I didn't feel like 2012 was something that well, I wanted to see. You know, I, I went ahead and saw 2010, even though I didn't see uh, 22 through 9. I've only seen 2001 and then 2010 uh, and then, yeah, not 2012. So You nice. really don't have to see 2002 through 2009 to see 2010. Okay. All right. um, and for those of you who are wondering what we're talking about, we're talking about 2010. The sequel Odyssey. to uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey. The yeah. year the year we make contact is what that was. And oh, that's what it was. was it a worthy successor? No. But was it a good sci-fi no. movie? Yeah, actually, it was. it's, it's a pretty solid movie uh, by itself. But not when you're I'll putting it next to 2001. So. Yeah. Uh, okay, so number four was Transformers, Revenge of the Fallen. Mm. $836 million. Nope. The second Transformers movie, I did see it in theaters. Yes, me too. I gave it money. Actually, I've seen them all except for Bumblebee in theaters. Lit- I propagated the problem. <laughs> Literally, the one movie that I hear would be like a movie I would enjoy. The one out of that whole franchise. And that's the one I've not seen. The Bumblebee one? Yeah. <laughs> uh, number three. He's about tuna, so I just skipped it. <laughs> Number three, Ice Age, Dawn of the Dinosaurs, eight hundred eighty-six nope. million dollars. Didn't see this one either. That's nope. the best of the series. <laughs> Just watch that one if you have to watch one. Fortunately, I have not had to watch any of them. But oh, good! If you ever get kidnapped and they force you to watch one of the Ice Age movies, pick this one. If not great theology in that one. If but... they're kidnapping me, are they really going to give me the choice? I mean. They could. I mean, they could say, look, it's either death or watch one of the Ice Age movies. But they're giving me the choice of of which Ice Age movie? Sure. I mean, I I, I, pick this one. That's just not the way I I picture kidnappers in my mind. You know, I just I picture mean ones who are going to not give you the Ice Age uh, choice. They're going to say, watch, watch Transformers the last night or whatever. Like that's that's what I'm for Ice Age four. Which is worse than Transformers the last night. Uh, probably not. It's probably I can't not speak to that. <laughs> uh, number two, <laughs> $934 million. Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. Mm. Which yep. is, which one is that? The sixth movie? Um, yeah. Yes. Sixth. I think, yeah, it's the sixth, but it's the second to last book. Right. Well, strangely enough, I mean, it's the sixth movie and also it's based on the sixth book. I mean, it's a pretty odd coincidence you have going on there. But it's odd that it's the second to last book, but it's the third to last movie. Yeah, it's odd, except when you think about they want lots of money. And so let's split. Mm -hmm. Let's split Mm -hmm. it. You know, I think they made lots of money too. Twilight. Twilight did the same thing, didn't they? they split up the last book into two. Yeah. 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 And then you have The Hobbit, which was split up into three. <laughs> I didn't see this one in theaters. Uh, I did not see it in theaters either. I did. Uh, I've seen it, but not in theaters. 
Finally, so that was $934 million. Okay, so not reaching a billion yet. Number one. Could any movie reach a billion? Well, in, That's the thing. in 2009, they sure did give it the old college try. And, <laughs> and the number one highest grossing film of 2009 at $2 billion, $2.7 billion, Avatar. Ridiculous. The Last Airbender. M. Night Shyamalan's <laughs> biggest movie uh, ever. Right. I saw that in theaters too. Did you? I I watched that. I can't remember if we talked about it or not, though. Uh, you know yes, what? You had, we, you had some. We actually opinion. talked about this on our first show. Yeah, yeah. This movie. Yeah. This was the subject of our first ever podcast ever. Yep. Wow. Together, Steve and I. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And it's gone. It's it's gone completely. That's sad. It is sad. Uh, it's it's just I. It does not exist anywhere unless somebody has like an old iPod that they downloaded it to, and then it, you know, they bought a new one and, and didn't do anything with the old one. And it's on a shelf somewhere, but yeah, it's just gone. Wow. But that was like an like like forty five minutes of our lives. We'll never get back. Uh, yeah, based on three hours of our lives that. We'll never get back. And this is the one. This is Steve. This is our first argument. Really? No, it wasn't. This is our first disagreement. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely not. Because don't you remember how much I defended this movie? No, I don't remember that at all. <laughs> See, I'm just trying to continue the argument. Yeah, it doesn't really work right now. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I know you really tried to. I I went to bat to for bend, this movie, man. Bend time and space trying to make make someone believe that it was a good movie i just i just uh rented it recently and watched it again and uh and then it showed up on disney plus so you didn't <laughs> yeah <laughs> i hate I that i like it i hate that i call I that mean, regret flicks to rent all over that i call it regret flicks when a, you buy something or rent something and it shows up on streaming that you already are paying for yes <laughs> or or you buy it you buy it and then you come home and realize you already bought it last year on Black Friday. At least if that happens, you can, you know, leave it in the wrapper, take that receipt and return that thing. Or you see the movie that you really want on Black Friday, but then you don't buy it because you're fairly confident you already own it. But you don't. That's, Both of these things have happened. There, there, yeah, there's not an easy fix for that one. Sadly. Well, the easy fix is to buy it at full price, I guess. <laughs> not nearly or as just, fun. Yes, the, the easy fix, not the cheap fix. Right, right, yeah. Yeah. Or just don't buy stuff. <laughs> I can't I can't even remember the last movie that I bought. Last you know? movie that I bought was Detective Pikachu. <laughs> <laughs> last movie I wow. bought. It wasn't for me. It was for my son's birthday, but we did watch it again. So I've now seen that movie three times. Nice. So there's nice. that. <laughs> but, Thankfully, we have uh, we still have video stores where we live, like video rental stores, and uh, they sell the digital codes, and so I can buy movies digitally for way cheaper because they go on sale. Yeah, well, and you can also like I got uh, Teen Titans go to the movies also for for my son for his birthday. That was one of those five dollar movies, you know that. What a wonderful film. Yeah, that's a, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, so let's talk a little more about Avatar 
maybe a little bit here. All right. Um, Which the interesting thing with Avatar, at least a interesting thing about Avatar, is that Fox produced this movie. And then, I don't know, what, five years ago maybe, uh, Disney started saying, hey, we're going to make an Avatar land. I don't remember what they call it, but something like that, in one of our theme parks. And Mm -hmm. so they entered into a relationship with Fox uh, to do that. And then Disney bought Fox and now owns the movie outright. And so the sequels that are being worked on right now are going to be Disney movies. Huh. Yep. So what what doesn't Disney own at this point? Me. They don't own (laughs) me. Warner Brothers. I'm for sale, but they don't own me. So Yes. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot. There's Universal that's out there, NBC Universal, Paramount, CBS. They don't own that. Um, yeah, Warner Brothers. That's not going to happen at any time. But soon, yeah, uh, anytime. That's that's not going to happen. It'd be weird if it well, did. It yeah, they just got bought by uh, AT and T, so they could get bought again. Yeah. Who knows? And this was a movie that came out so late. In the year Avatar, yeah, that I didn't even see it until the next year on my birthday. It was like in theaters for months. You know, sometimes you get those those movies in the theater and they're out in you know a week or two. And, and this one, it it was just, it just stayed. Yeah, you know, it was just one of those movies. It was just like what. Why is it still in the theaters? Because people were still paying lots of lots of money. I mean, yeah. when I say lots and lots of money, I mean lots and lots of people, I guess, were, were paying regular money. But yeah, yeah I mean, it, this was the one where, you know, you had like some of the joke fake news uh, headlines about people who were, you know, entering into depression because they realized that after they leave the theater that Avatar is not real. You know, and, <laughs> and that sort of thing. Um, and it, it it was, though. I mean, for me, it was that experience. I mean, I sat in that theater with 3D glasses on and the just the experience of this world that had been created. Uh, and, and there were some some good moments, too, in the movie. You know, I, I do remember the main character who was a paraplegic when he's able to get downloaded into the Navi body and the first time that he's able to just run. You know, and just the look on his face. Now, what's cool about the look on yeah. his face was that was created. You know, that was the look on the Navi's face where he's, uh, you know, they're doing motion capture on that. Yep. And, uh, you know, it was just this really great moment uh, for the film. Uh, I also remember uh, seeing commercials on TV for this and leaving the room. Because I didn't want to know anything about it. I didn't want to know anything about this movie. I knew it was James Cameron. I knew it was game-changing technology. I didn't want to know anything about it at all. And so I would just walk out of the room. Uh, I remember sitting in my grandparents' house. I, I can't remember if it was Thanksgiving or when it was. But you know, the game was on. And a commercial came on. And I just left the room. And I'm just, I'm, I'm not, wow. I don't want anything to do with this. Because I want to see what is this all about. But I want to see it for the first time on the screen. And... Yeah, and it it took me away. I mean, it was a beautiful world, wonderful creature design. I still have a that complaint about how everything in that world that was live had six limbs except for the humanoids. 
Right. You know, they, they should have had six limbs as well uh, because of, you know, the world that they were building. But, you know, whatever. Uh, now I have a lot more as I've had time and distance to think about just, it's pretty empty, <laughs> the movie itself. Uh, yeah. And what it does try to say is pretty um, heavy handed. And, you know, with the... Um, with the uh, environmental messages that it had. So, yeah. Um, but I probably will watch it again before the sequels come out, just because I, I, I'm going to go see the sequels. Um, and yeah, hopefully the sequels will be better. This will be one of those where, hey, we rode on the technology and the visuals, and the story was very simple, uh, but still three hours long. And <laughs> we're going to go ahead and, 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 do the Terminator to Terminator 2 thing where the, the story gets ramped up some and the technology gets ramped up and we're going to just just grow and get better all the way around. So that's my hope. We'll see. We'll see. So cool. Evan, you, in the theater or not in the theater for Avatar? In the theater, yeah. Okay. With the 3D glasses. Which is really the only way to see it is, is to see the spectacle. I mean, that's what this movie was all about. It was a spectacle. What were what were your thoughts then? Uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, at the time, uh, I remember we, we went and saw it all together as a family, and there was a little too much language for our liking. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, watching it again recently, I really I liked it a lot better. And, Steve, yep. we argued about this. <laughs> <laughs> we did. <laughs> because... You just, yeah, you just, I remember your bit, your main thing was there's not a lot of there, there. You know what? If I were to watch this movie again, I wouldn't just say no, but I would request if I could just have headphones and listen to my own stuff (laughs) while I watch the, I mean, visually it's stunning, you know, and just being in that other other world they really put you know all that effort into building that other world that you know i wouldn't mind watching it listening to you know music that i've picked out you know and well, i wouldn't the that, the soundtrack is it's james horner and it's very very good i'm not saying anything yeah. about the soundtrack it's just i would have to listen to words coming out of mouths <laughs> on yeah. the screen and i don't i'm not interested in that all right. Fair nice. enough. Yep. Mouth words. No. Yeah. M- mouth words are the worst sometimes, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so that's Avatar. And yeah, all about the spectacle. And and then, yeah, the messaging is there, though, too. And, and that's the thing where um, I think if I, if I was going to ding it, I, I would have to see it again to really remember and re- reinforce uh, just what was the messaging in the movie. But I remember it being um, not quite, well, maybe over the top. I don't know with, with the environmentalism that it had and we're supposed to take care of our world. You know, we're, you know, there's nothing wrong with being an environmentalist. There's nothing wrong with environmentalism in, in general. It's just, if, if that's your God, don't, don't you know, put it over. Yeah. Don't. Yeah, exactly. Don't put it over more important things like, like God, like, like well, like God know. and human souls, you know, like exactly. that's, yeah. caring, caring for other people, you know, is important. Caring for the environment is secondary. 
it's important, but it's not as important as taking care of people. And it really, in some ways, needs to be important uh, in in service of caring for other people. You know, like we we should be taking care of our world. We should be taking care of the crops and the animals and all these things. And in some ways, so we can use those things to care for other people and to take care of people and um, and to take care of our, you know, the generation after us and, and that kind of thing. But it does become a God unto itself. It can, yeah. Now, if we could transfer our souls into trees via cool cord thingies in our hair, hmm. it might be a different – The USB ports. Conversation, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, what was nice about that is that it actually uh, gave the whole putting your soul into the the Navi body, um, like there's at least something to their biology that goes along with that, you know, and yeah. it's not just out of nowhere or just like that. This is the one thing that you have to accept, you know, this is the one sci-fi conceit that you have to give. Um, it's, it wasn't. I mean, they they created a world where that was actually a natural part of the world, and of course, it helps that they when you're creating the world, you can create it to be like that. But yeah, so that's that's Avatar. Um, let's see, looking still at the maybe the top ten and looking at the sci-fi ones on there. Um, <laughs> Transformers: Revenge of the Fallen. Anything about that? To no, <laughs> I remember I remember nope. being upset about it. Um, yep. But I don't remember why. I don't remember specifically what it was about this movie that I didn't like about it, other than it was more of the more of the same. Uh, Twenty twelve, though, you said that was good. Yeah, I mean, it's not a masterpiece, but it's the spectacle alone is worth watching it for because it is the most disastery disaster movie of all <laughs> disaster movies. Like everything that could be a disaster is in this movie and turned up to eleven and smooshed together and it's actually in a pretty uh conceivable way like it's not like hard to believe that given what you're given that all these things are happening so really interesting and like it's also one of those things where this family that you're following the amount of close calls that happen uh, where it's like, oh, they should have died. Yeah, they should have died right there again. Yep, they should have died again right there. But it's like the odds are five people out of the six billion people on the planet are going to be able to just make it through. And we just happen to be following the family that does it, you know? Yeah, so. yeah. It's going to happen to someone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about Up? We've talked about that in our Pixar episode. Actually, yeah, yeah, good, good movie. One. I'm, I'm done with it though. I don't think I'm going to watch it. What do you anymore. mean? <laughs> like <laughs> when it came out, it just everybody was watching it all the time. A youth group on the traveling mission team, uh, different groups of people on the traveling mission team, and so I just got way overexposed, and I'm just kind of, uh, I don't need to see it again. Yeah. That's too bad when that when that happens. Yeah. Uh, I have not seen it too many times. I've only seen it, I think, two times actually. <laughs> yeah, maybe two um, or three. And I really, really liked it, and and it's still, it's still something that I would look at and say, "Hey, I I like this. I'll watch it again sometime." But I don't have any plans to see it anytime soon. So, 
Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But we talked about Pixar. And, yeah. Uh, Sherlock Holmes. I like it. Well, I didn't enjoy the first one as much because there's a lot of satanic imagery in it. And it's all fake uh, smokescreen stuff for the spoilers for the villain. But uh, still made me uncomfortable. But it's yeah. it's not like they're they're saying the satanic stuff is, is good. That's it's the bad guy. No, but Sherlock Holmes uh, totally gives himself over to it to get into the head of the bad guy and does all the occult stuff. So, yeah. Oh, you think so? He does. In the there's a whole plot point where he does that. Where he locks himself into a room and and does all this stuff. Yeah, I don't like it. But I do like the second one a lot. I don't remember the second one at all. Oh, it's great. It's got. I'm not even sure I've seen the second one. Yeah, it's a good one. It's much better. It's a a lot funnier and the villain's better. It's it's good. Those movies, though, by the way, also fantastic soundtracks. Yes. Is that that Guy Ritchie? Yes. The director? I think so, yeah. Yeah, you can tell. With, Which, the cinema, with the cinematography. Yeah, and, and that was that was a surprise at the time because Guy Ritchie had, I think he had just directed some horrible Madonna film or something like that. And No, he had done that and then he had done a couple films since then that, that got him this gig. Like he did, uh, oh, I can't remember the name of them, but he did a couple of indie crime films after the Madonna movie. Okay. That got got him back in people's good graces. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I like it. I liked this stuff and the the King Arthur movie he did because it's like it's a it's an antiquated setting but very modern filmmaking style in storytelling. So I like the juxtaposition of those things. Oh, and that's what made this Sherlock Holmes movie so interesting. Yeah, is because it was so very different from anything that had come before. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was used to the Jeremy Brett PBS mystery theater stuff which was still good fantastic stuff but um very very much yeah we're just gonna be very very honoring of the the time and we're going to be very methodical and and you know it's just gonna look great and this movie it just goes bonkers bananas yeah (laughs) and you know it just it was good stuff the way that they did it Mm-hmm. So, by the way, the Pixar episodes we did were 246 and 247, if anyone was curious, from 2017. Wow, They're that fun. was a long time ago. Yeah. Those are fun episodes. Yeah. Uh, Angels and Demons, none of us saw. Nope. That's the uh, Dan Brown book with da Tom Vinci Hanks. Sequel to Da Vinci Code. Yeah. And, yeah, okay. So, let's just look at the the year in general, then. All right. Um, can I say There's some stuff? There's a lot. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, <laughs> no, you're not allowed. Well, this <laughs> this year is very interesting to me because I wasn't uh, I didn't think about this ahead of time, but looking at all these movies, this was the year as I'm one year out of high school and I'm living at home before I go on the missions team. And this year and maybe the year before it was really when I started to consider myself like a cinephile. And I was like really hip and cool. And so I was up on like <laughs> all of these movies and I saw so many of them in the theaters and out of theaters. And so this was like a peak year for just watching movies and reviewing them and giving my narcissistic opinions. And uh, yeah, so I've seen so so many of these. Uh, it's just really interesting. There's lots of nostalgia 
some weird nostalgia coming back looking at these lists. Yeah. See, do you, so looking, do you want me to oh, go, go do you want me to go down the list of just all the ones I've seen in the theater and talk about them? No, not necessarily. I okay. mean, that's all, there's a lot of movies that came out that year. So, um, just looking specifically at, at sci-fi and fantasy movies. Um, I thought we'd just kind of take the, the ones that stuck out to us. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So one thing I want to throw out there before we talk about these is that there were two movies named nine that came out this year Yes. <laughs> and a movie called district nine yes. that came out this year. Now <laughs> district nine and nine were both sci-fi fantasy. Nine was not sci-fi fantasy. Right. The, n- so the nine where it's nine just spelled out yeah. is the fantasy one. Yeah. So that's the interesting thing is, okay, let's, let's go to district nine then, because that's one that just stuck out to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was much lower budget than avatar, uh, much, much, much lower budget than avatar, but it still built a world that was really interesting yeah. and that, uh, that drew you in. Um, yeah, I've always wanted it, to see it, but I've been waiting for it to come on like a filtering service so I can watch it. Um, uh, I thought you were going to say you're waiting for District 10 to come out. No. Or you, you hadn't <laughs> seen District 1 through 8 yet. Yeah. And so. It's not my joke. It is, it is your joke, yes. but I was waiting for him to say oh, it. So. <laughs> I'm not Steve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, there's a lot of movies this year that came out that were glossy looking sci-fi films on low budget. And I won't say that this is the first year that that happened, but it was interesting to see this year of Avatar is also the year of District 9. It's the year of 9. It's the year of Moon. Uh, it's the year of, I think it was, was it the fourth kind, which was a found footage alien abduction movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, you know, it's kind of, that was kind of going off the Blair Witch and Paranormal Activity uh, vibe or... Um, yeah, <laughs> it's not a great movie. I'll, I'll just throw that out there right now for you. Not very good. All right. But I watched it. So some things that I was surprised didn't make the top 10. But as are, far as uh, are, grossing. Uh, yes, as far as grossing. But people are still talking about them or the, you know, the the, the bigger thing that they're part of Star Trek. Um, there was a Terminator movie. Um, yeah, was there? So yeah, yeah, Terminator Salvation. Oh, that's the one I've seen. <laughs> the one. <laughs> yeah, that's the one I've seen. So Star Trek made uh, three hundred eighty-five million. So it came close to getting to that top ten, mm-hmm. uh, and that was a big deal that year. Uh, the problem was that it just wasn't a big, a good sell overseas. Mm. Um, uh, European market. Not great for Star Trek, but not bad. Um, it's Asian market for Star Trek that just it just doesn't catch on. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Terminator Salvation, two hundred million budget. At box office was uh, three hundred seventy one million. Yeah. Uh, but that was meant to be the first in a new trilogy. Yeah. That did not happen. But you have Dark Knight. You have uh, Wolverine. Dark Knight was this year. Dark Knight was this year. I'm I'm not saying anything in particular no, about that. I'm just saying Dark Knight. No, 
No, maybe you're wrong. Yeah, I think you're right. It is 2009. Came out. Let's see if I can find it real quick. Uh, January. January 23rd. It was... Wait a minute. You may be right. It says it's a re-release. It says it was a re-release. Yeah, you're right. I didn't look at that part. Yeah, yeah, because that would have been... Yeah, because that was a huge, huge moneymaker, that movie was. So I guess that would be for the year before, though. Most of the money it was made. Um, Yeah, that was the interesting thing, too, is so we had the new Terminator movie this year, and then Star Trek has been having a lot of movement forward, but they just announced a little bit ago that they're doing a fourth movie in this series. Okay. Uh, They've got a director and a writer that they've hired, and... Apparently, Chris Pine, who was not excited about doing another Star Trek movie, is is in for this one. So, and he's yeah. going to play the Dark Knight, or is that? Yeah, yeah, the Dark Knight <laughs> of Star Trek. Yeah, uh, Watchmen was this year. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah, saw that in the theater. That was horrible. Watchmen uh, budget was one hundred thirty million, and box office was one hundred and eighty five. So that's not exactly what you would call a hit. That is a movie I feel like that should have been made last year. Well, they're making it this year. Well, they're making they're the making TV series. HBO, but like, <laughs> it's just it's way ahead of its time uh, in the superhero genre because it's just a straight up visual and stylistic adaptation of the source material where everything else is like trying to make it super realistic and dark and gritty. And of course, Watchmen is dark and gritty by itself. But I think it fits in right with where we're at currently with superhero movies. Uh, okay. That, that's why you got the TV series, I think. I mean, the movie then, I think, was also, I mean, it, it was a commentary on superhero movies, which you had Dark Knight, you had Batman Begins, mm-hmm. you had the movies happening this year. Um, I, I don't think it was out of place. I just think it was out of like people didn't want it. They, they, they didn't want the dark and they didn't honestly, they didn't want Zack Snyder, um, <laughs> which is interesting because of, you know, what's happened since then with him. Not in my circle but, of friends. <laughs> we were so into it. We were so into it. Well, uh, have you seen it much since then? I watched it a lot. In 2009, 2010. Really? But, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was so into it. Um, hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I've watched it once. And, yeah, I was okay. <laughs> I, I was not nonplussed. I mean, I, I did like what he did with the, uh, you know, taking some of the frames from from the book. Uh what was interesting about that is, you know, film is so widescreen and the books uh, panels are all pretty much all, you know, they're, they're tall, yeah. yeah. you know, because he's, he's using that nine panel grid. And so um, it's more, you know, it's, it's, it's the difference between holding your phone sideways and holding it up and down. Um, and uh, yeah, so that was interesting, but uh, yeah, I just, I, I don't plan to go back to it anytime. No. I thought ever. it was as good as the book. I actually thought it was better than the book, but I'm not a fan of the uh, book. <laughs> wow. So. That's two things we have in common. Hey, wow. <laughs> I think the book is one of the greatest works of 
graphic novels ever. No, what was the other thing we had? We uh, the something. Mister Freeze. We like Mister Freeze, and we hate Watchmen. There we go. All right, we, we can be friends. High five. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's a movie I wanted to see but never got around to it: The Time Traveler's Wife. Me too. I was gonna watch it like two days ago because it's on Netflix. But then I saw it's got nudity in it, and I didn't want to risk it. It's very brief, but at, at the same time, you know, if you have a problem with it, just stay away from it. Um, I saw the movie. It's, it's, I would say, light science fiction. You know, <laughs> it's, yes, there's a time traveler in this movie. But basically, you're seeing it from the viewpoint of the person who doesn't travel in time. So it's right. really kind of an interesting aspect on the whole I mean, it'd be like watching a Lois Lane movie where it'd be like, you know, she's seeing a lot of stuff on the news or, you know, going to report on something after the fact or whatever. And you never see the actual, you know, all that stuff, but you realize it's really happening. So, you know, it was sort of interesting in that way. But yeah, if you have a problem with, you know, it's like I said, it's not, I mean, it's not that much, but still it's, it's enough to, if you have a problem with it, just stay away. Um, cloudy with a chance of meatballs, gentlemen. I just yep. saw that this summer and really oh, enjoyed it. It is hilarious. Yeah. That's one of my favorite animated comedy movies. I watched that also so many times, like probably at least eight times in the span of two years. Wow. Yeah. And the more you watch it, the more jokes you pick up on it. Cause there's a joke in every like 30 seconds of that movie somewhere, <laughs> somewhere on the screen. There's a joke happening. Very funny. Yeah. I, I, I found it really funny and it was the, was it the shoes I think that did it for me, <laughs> you know, where it's okay. like, no, they're sticking with this. Like they're, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they committed to it and they're going for it. Wow. The second one is not worth it. Oh, I didn't hate Don't it. Don't waste you your know. time. I didn't hate it. Oh, you, you watched the second one yep, too? Yep. I saw that one in theaters because I was such a big fan of the first one. Yeah. Uh, Race to Witch Mountain with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And uh, that is on Disney+. Plus. It it's on Disney+. Plus. It's uh, part of the Witch Mountain trilogy. And, it's also on uh, Netflix. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready, to, ready to see it because I really, really like Witch Mountain. So, uh, have you never seen it before? No, not this one. Uh, it, I think it just recently showed up on, on Netflix and I just hadn't gotten around to seeing it yet, but it's a great meme. Yes. (laughs) That I've seen a lot. Now this, this year actually had one of the, the best movie titles of all time. And interestingly enough, in 2008, one of the, worst movie titles of all time it, it was sort of like a link it's a inter- very interesting link that the 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 year that had the best movie title came after the year that had the worst movie title mm. so it's kind of a and those are yeah what are they oh well the uh 2008 uh was a movie called the end of steve uh, Matthew <laughs> Matthew Perry. It's just awful, terrible. I mean, how could you even? Yeah. Think of that? And then 2009, of course, the best movie title, All About Steve, the Sandra Bullock, Bradley Cooper movie. <laughs> so, 
Um, very you made interesting. Him out of order. Well, no, no, no. you, you want to end on a high. After note. after yeah. the end of Steve, then it's all about Steve, and they are kind of well, reminiscing, retrospective. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. So, um, uh, two thousand nine had uh, in in January Paul Blart Mall Cop, <laughs> which that Five was by classic. Have I told you my? I think I've probably said this a, a handful of times, but my Paul Blart Mall Cop story is this: I've not seen the movie, but. I was streaming the inauguration of President Barack Obama, and I was streaming it using, I believe, Hulu, which was ad-based, and I did not go full screen, and I didn't realize that by not going full screen, I had ad banners, and one of them was Paul Blart on his Segway going back and forth across the bottom of the screen while Obama <laughs> is getting sworn in as president. And it was really, really distracting and really, really annoying. And that when I awesome. finally went full screen with it and realized, oh, now it's just the picture of what I'm watching. But I, it, it was six or seven times that he was just going across That's the hilarious. screen. So. My funny Paul Blart Mall Cop story is, I can't remember if I saw it in theaters, but I definitely saw it pretty sure i saw it in theaters and the story is he's my uncle paul blart yes why <laughs> no, my uncle phil paul blart and him are are clones of each other oh okay gotcha. I get it. yeah yeah it's very very funny I, and my connection oh, to the movie is that i have spent lots of time in a mall mm, good yeah it's a nice nice connection um, you're, you're probably, welcome. probably the best of all of us as far as like actual <laughs> personal experience, but yeah. Well, I'm not related to, you know, anyone that looks like Paul Blart or a mall cop for that reason. So, Hey, uh, taken the first taken movie was yep. 2009. I have not seen any of these movies. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. The first one is worth watching. If you like shoot them up. Yeah, no, I, I'm pretty sure I would like it. Uh, yeah. Just haven't had a convenient way where it's come my way at a time that I could watch it and just haven't gotten around to it. But Yeah, these were like the prototype John Wicks or something, from what I understand of John Wick. I haven't haven't seen those. Well, I mean it, it's just a guy shooting through people the entire movie. And so I didn't realize it was this long ago, you know, that they started making the, these taken movies because they're still mm -hmm. making them. Yeah. Or making movies like well, them featuring it, it, Liam Neeson. Yeah, and they didn't expect uh, this movie to do well at all because it's a total uh, genre shift for him. This is his first like movie where he's presented as a real action star, and it just did so well. It kind of catapulted his action star career where he's the tough <laughs> action guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, Fanboys, a uh, movie I've not seen yet. Never even but heard I'd of like it. like to. That is the movie about the guys who try to break into the Skywalker ranch because their friend is going to die and they want to get in there and see a rough cut of episode one before their friend dies of cancer. Oh, that's sad. And it's, but it's comedy. And the sad part is that if they actually saw episode one, they wouldn't, they wouldn't, they would, feel betrayed they wouldn't want to well i think that that might be subtext though like Could to be. the movie because this is coming out in 2009 you know this is long after episode one and uh, i think that that's part of the subtext is that 
You're going to be disappointed, buddy. <laughs> but I haven't seen it, so Didn't I don't miss know. Anything. Didn't speaking, miss anything. Speaking of Jedis and lightsabers, did you guys see 17 again? With Zach Efron? No, I didn't. Matthew Perry? You know, I didn't see 1 through 16 again. So <laughs> 17 again didn't really. There it is. The joke is back. <laughs> uh, I have not seen it. It's just not one that I was going to go out of my way you to see. You might appreciate it. You might appreciate it. It's uh, it's pretty funny. And there's a side character who's like the guy who gets DH's best friend. And he's a mega nerd. And there's, there's lots of funny... Lots of funny uh, nerd humor in there that I think you guys would appreciate. Uh-huh. It's possible. Well, maybe. Uh, maybe we'll put it on the list. Another sci-fi, uh, Jonas Brothers, a 3D concert experience. <laughs> like uh, It's more fantasy, I guess, than sci-fi. But, mm-hmm. Barney's Jungle Friends also made it to, to the big screen <laughs> in limited release. Uh, Did you guys see either Planet 51 or The Battle for Terra? No, no, these neither. Are not sure. Okay. These are another one of those things where it's like the same type of movie gets released at the same time mm-hmm. where, you know, like Rodel Dorado and Atlantis or other examples that I can't think of. Uh, uh, <laughs> Dante's Peak and uh, Volcano. Volcano. Yeah. Sure. Deep, yeah. Deep Impact <laughs> and uh, Armageddon. Armageddon. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Those are examples. So this is one where it's... Uh, Aliens are invading, but the aliens are us. So it's peaceful oh, alien yeah, planets okay. that are being invaded by human beings. And so one of them, Planet 51, is the more uh, lighthearted, funny kid, kitty movie. Well, it's not, I guess it's not kitty. Well, it's kitty is a, isn't that one basically reverse E.T.? Yes. Like you have a kid hiding a human yes. on his, mm-hmm. you know, in his home or in his neighborhood. I've not seen it. I want to. But I haven't. It's it is pretty okay, <laughs> and <Nice>. um, <laughs> yes, and then Battle for Terra is a more serious take on it, and I would recommend this to anybody who's listening and uh, enjoys sci-fi movies or alien invasion movies because it's it's pretty good. Um, it's yeah, it's that same thing where there's there's alien invaders, they're threatening the planet, but it's us, it's human beings who are who are the ones doing it. Well, so this I, is I also the year of monsters versus aliens. That's right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I also, I, I also enjoyed that one. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was a good one. Yep. Not the greatest, but not not the worst. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And My Little Pony, Twinkle Wish Adventure. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic, Mr. Fox. Anybody? <laughs> ah, that was good. <laughs> I like That's that right. one. That was good. Yeah. Yeah. I still yeah. haven't seen Isle Parnassus. of Dogs by him. I, I have not either. That. Yeah. Uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks, the Squeakquel. I unfortunately have seen that. I thought you might have. Uh, the Imaginarian <laughs> of Doctor Parnassus that you were just kind of throwing out there—that's a Terry Gilliam movie, and it is. that is the movie that um, Joker, Heath Ledger, Heath Ledger was playing the character, and he committed suicide then while they're making this movie, which is um, you know Terry Gilliam continued making the movie but because his scenes were in these kind of uh imaginary realms he pulled in other actors to play the the part and so johnny depp is in there as as the same character and it's just in these different 
um, imagination areas, uh, the same character is played by a handful of different people. I think Jude Law might have been one. I can't remember. Mm -hmm. But I was very excited because it was a new Terry Gilliam movie that came out that year and that I got to see in theaters. So that was yeah. that was an exciting exciting thing. But just the whole thing going on behind it was uh, not great. Uh, yeah. Andrew Garfield's was, in that movie too, though, by the way. It was a weird time with that happening. You know, and everyone, I mean, I mean, it was just. What do you do though? I mean, that, that's just one of those weird situations where uh, you want to honor this person who has died. You know, you don't want to do anything to, I don't know. He filmed yeah. half a movie, you know, mm -hmm. and do you throw it away? Do you throw the movie away? How many people were counting on income from that movie? Uh, yeah. You know, things like that. And so, you know, do you push forward? How do you push forward? Um, I think that the way that they did push forward was creative and and worked, actually, and actually fit the tone of the movie. Um, let's see, it was uh, Johnny Depp, Jude Law, Colin Farrell, all all played uh, the Heath, Heath Ledger character. Um, and yeah, it unfortunately, I own it, but I have not seen it since since theaters every once in a while I get this itch where I'm going to watch through all of Terry Gilliam's movies and, and do something like a blog series or something. And I'll watch one or two <laughs> or I'll think about it and not get around to it. <laughs> um, have you guys seen surrogates? No, Bruce but I've heard Willis? about that one. That's Bruce Willis where it's like you, Download yourself into a body whenever you go outside, kind of thing. Well, it's no, it's yeah, it's like virtual reality, except instead of you know being virtual in a virtual world, it's everybody has robots that is the idealized version of themselves, and they go out and kind of into the world and live life. Uh, so that way, you don't have to worry about car accidents or muggings or whatnot. So I really like it. Uh, it's not, it's not a widely I guess known movie, but I really enjoy it. I don't think it got good reviews, mm. um, but what a great metaphor for you know like it's a, it's a great concept like that social media sci-fi metaphor of okay yeah. well I'll interact with you but I'm only going to interact as the best version of myself as I imagine it to be yeah right which it's interesting because we still are doing that it's just we've lost the screen names. Yeah, you know, I, very true. I, it's you know, you use your own name now, and you're using all your photos and everything, but you're still creating this persona that you want to present to all the other people who are looking at you through the screen. Mm. So, I that actually might be one that I try and, and watch sometime soon. Yeah, I'd recommend it. I think you'd like it. Um, have you guys seen The Land of the Lost? No, <laughs> no. I grew up I, with the Land of the Lost, I did but I too. didn't see the movie that wasn't based on it. <laughs> I went and saw this in the movie theater. Oh, I boy. paid some money to sit and watch this, and it was a mistake. <laughs> wow. There was one funny part. No, there's two funny parts that have stuck with me, and one of them Will because Will Ferrell stars in the movie, and he's like, "This, uh, this T-Rex, he can't get us. He's so dumb. His brain is the size of a walnut." 
And then the T-Rex throws a giant thing at them and it lands. And you're like, what is that? It's a walnut. It's like <laughs> as big as them. <laughs> and the T-Rex is like, he's like watching them. So funny. Yeah. But don't, don't, don't get me wrong. Don't watch this movie. Uh, don't, no. don't go watch it. I, For two jokes. No, I love this TV series though. I mean, it was, it was a live action Saturday morning. I'm pretty sure that I was catching a you know, rerun of it, uh, but it was still on Saturday morning network for me um, yep. and loved it because it was just all, it was all one set, you know, and the very limited costumes and stuff like that. Um, yep. So they have the sleaze acts and there's like two of them. And, and then there's one who, <laughs> who is like a, a modern version of that, who, who can actually speak to them. But there was just two, two of them because there were just two costumes, you know, and they can't do more than that. Um, but stop motion yep. dinosaurs and, you know, for all of its limitations, it was still pretty intriguing and, and fun. And Chaka. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was some wild, fun stuff growing up as a kid. You had this, I mean, it's, it's, you know, journey to the center of the earth, but it's, it's, you know, you actually, they accidentally get there and it's just, it was fun for what it was. It was fun. Well, it was a routine you know, expedition, the, the greatest adventure ever known, you know, high That's on right. the, the rapids. They took their tiny raft and plunged it. Do you know how they got there in the movie? No. Magic. They, yeah, actually. <laughs> But it's yeah, uh huh. But it's not just any magic. It's magic that's inside of a Walt Disney style dark ride roadside attraction that's been abandoned. Oh well, of course. It's not too bad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Have you guys seen Dragon Ball Evolution? No. No, Uh, I'm not a fan of Evolution. Oh, we went and saw this for my 19th birthday. Wow. All right, then. I, I cut it a lot of slack because I was such a fan of the source material. Yeah. But it does not deserve the slack. <laughs> <laughs> Undeserving of slack. Yes. I think that was on the movie posters. It, it, that was that was before Last Airbender, right? Correct. Yeah. So that was kind of the, the lead up to the... Uh, well, actually, you know, I don't know. Okay. Well, it was like second to last. I can't remember those, those two go together though, as far as like disappointment in these beloved animation TV shows that, Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Hey, here's another disappointment where the wild things are. Yeah. Which is a pretty wonderful movie, except that it's not made for the people that the book is for. Correct. Yeah. And it's like, a weird fever dream into child psychology. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Not for kids. Though. No, no, but I, I actually enjoyed the movie itself. Okay. So. I enjoyed it the second time after I realized that what I was getting and <laughs> could just come to the movie knowing what it is. Yeah. 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 I didn't, I don't, I don't think I, I don't even know if I made it through the whole thing. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. I remember visuals from it. I might have just seen the ads. It's weird and uncomfortable. Well, yeah, that's just it. It, It's uncomfortable because it's, (laughs) it's like really disturbing Winnie the Pooh. 
Yes. You know, <laughs> yes, where, like is. if Christopher Robin was really hashing out his uh, childhood um, issues and trauma as an adult, mm-hmm. but using Winnie the Pooh kind of things. But Winnie the Pooh was like an actual bear with fangs that ate people. Yeah, that could literally eat people. <laughs> nice. And and uh <laughs> and he's not consciously working it out. Right, it's yeah. all in a dream where bits and pieces of everything are just randomly popping up and coming out in his dream. But visually, there's some really interesting things going on and the the suits yeah. with the CGI uh expressions faces. and faces, mm-hmm. yeah, that it was there there's good stuff to it, but not enough that I'm ever going to watch it again. Yeah. Yeah. Seen Coraline. Yeah. 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 Saw that in the theaters. Another one of the stop motion things. Um, Yeah. It's creepy. It is. Yep. But it was um, still good. I still liked it. I saw it in theaters in 3d. Which which sold me on the idea that anytime I'm ever going to go see a stop motion movie in theaters, I'm always going to see it in 3D because it was almost like watching a live show. Something nice. about yeah, something about the 3D effect with the real objects of the stop motion just really goes together very well. Yeah. How about this wonderful Nicolas Cage vehicle, mm. Astro Boy? Oh. Then that, that is not the Nicolas Cage vehicle I thought you were going to talk about. Were you thinking knowing? <laughs> yes. No, I haven't seen that. But I, uh, Astro Boy, I haven't seen Wanted to. Uh, I like it. Uh, my introduction to Astro Boy actually was the actual manga. Um, yeah. Oh, really? I shouldn't say the actual manga because it was translated. So, but um, was reading through those and, and I found them cheap and collected most of them. Um, yeah, and so wanted to see the movie. I'd seen a couple of the episodes of the TV show, but not too many. Yeah, I'd seen the TV show. But this, I mean, look at Nicolas Cage. You have um, Kristen Bell, Samuel L. Jackson, Charlize Theron. It's like all these stars you get in this movie, and it still tanks. Because it's not good. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, the first 20 minutes are really interesting and grab you and are enjoyable. And then it's not good. Okay. So, you know, it, could, it would have been better for me if there was a little bit more, if the villain was more serious and had some more gravitas behind him. Um, that would have, that would have upped the game for me. But now, now the movie had a $65 million budget. What do you think over or under for I'm going under worldwide gross. Give it worldwide gross under, under, under both of you 65 million. You're going to mm-hmm. go under worldwide gross. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. You're right. 42 million. It made. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it destroyed the studio. Yeah. I was going to say, that's the only reason I knew that it was under yeah. is because that studio was actually the studio that was going to do a Gatchaman animated series or animated movie. And they were also trying to get Nintendo to let them do a legend of Zelda movie. Oh, wow. <sighs> it wouldn't have happened though. That would have never well, happened. No, Nintendo was never going to let them do that. They may, if this Mario movie goes well, that they're doing uh, maybe it could, it could happen. Yeah, uh, they've been holding really tight with with Zelda, though. Like that just yeah. Well, 
for they've been holding tight on everything because of Super Mario Brothers. They washed their hands of Hollywood. But hopefully, if this Mario thing goes well, we'll get something with Zelda. We'll see. Or maybe a Gachaman Zelda crossover. Uh, there is something cool you can go watch, though. They made up a mock up scene from their proposed Legend of Zelda movie that you can watch on YouTube. They sent it to Nintendo. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so you can check that out. It's neat. Fair enough. Uh, okay, well, anything else stuck out to you? I mean, we've kind of all been kind of throwing things out yep. there, but. <laughs> Did you guys yeah, see Public just... Enemies? Nope. Uh-huh. Is that the gangster movie? It is the gangster movie. Nope. Is it right. a gangster oh, rap wanna... movie? I guess the last thing let's talk about is uh, two two last things. Christmas Carol? Three last things. <laughs> Four last things. Let's talk. <laughs> How about, uh, yeah, let's talk about Christmas Carol. Do you guys like that? No interest in seeing it. None. Zero. This was the, which one was this one? Jim Carrey plays all the ghosts and Scrooge. Yeah. Robert no, Zemeckis. I, I yeah, lost. Robert Zemeckis. I, I lost interest in in Jim Carrey's stuff, so it's just it, there's no draw. And then having him do something that's so beloved that I'm like, if he if if he did a bad job, or even if he did a half half bad job, even if it wasn't perfect, I would be super critical about it. So yeah. I'm like, you know, I'll just give him the benefit of the doubt, I guess, and just not see it. it it's passable. Um, it, it's, uh, I think it's one of the more complete adaptations that I've seen. Um, he does a really, he does a pretty good job as Scrooge. He does a really good job as the ghost of Christmas present. And I guess he does a good job as the ghost of Christmas future, but he doesn't really say anything. Um, but the ghost of Christmas past is creepy as all get out and not in a good way. Like in the Muppet Christmas Carol, (laughs) it's creepy in a bad way. (laughs) So. I say it's probably worth watching once. Uh, did you guys see The Princess and the Frog? No. I did. Yeah. I enjoyed that. Yumi really likes it because we skip all the bad guy parts. <laughs> so there's no way I'm letting her watch that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's... It, well, it's because it's shadows and darkness, right? And she's already right. kind of scared of the dark. So, nope. Yeah. <laughs> We're not doing that. But it's, I like it. I would like it a lot more if there wasn't good voodoo. And it was just the bad voodoo because the bad voodoo, I think, is portrayed in a very realistic way. Mm-hmm. And uh, I liked it. In the voodoo, there's no such thing. Yeah, the rest of the story is uh, is good also. It's a fun twist on the fairy tale. Okay. All right, Where and I go next. Curious okay. George, a very monkey Christmas. Dude, oh. that is a fantastic Christmas special. <laughs> I Are am you kidding not me? kidding. <laughs> the the I mean, if you watch the TV show on PBS, um, Curious George is a really good kids show, and basically, Curious George is a four year old, uh, you know, just getting into messes and stuff like that. I mean, it's just really a well done TV show based on the Curious George movie with Will Ferrell, uh, but Will Ferrell doesn't play the man in the old hat in the TV series. This movie that you're talking about then goes along with that TV show. It's part of our yearly tradition. Um, and the, the songs are catchy. We, 
we bought the the soundtrack on iTunes so we could listen to it on the car on the way to my my parents' house for Christmas. Uh, and we still sing the Christmas monkey song. Uh, it's it's actually quite a good television special where characters you liked from the TV show. This this it, it was on it was a limited release theater thing. Uh, I think with another PBS show uh, that had another forty five minute special to make it worth being on the big screen and in theaters once, you know. But yeah, what? no, it was right. it's good. It's good. The man in the yellow hat is played by Reno Romano, who plays Batman in one of my favorite Batman shows, The Batman. And The Batman. Uh, Curious George is played by Frank Welker. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. I had another one I wanted to talk about. <laughs> Inkheart. You guys seen Inkheart? No. 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 Based on the book that, series. I never did. And. That was, I imagine, one of those where they were trying to get another Harry Potter-ish kind of franchise going. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, I don't think it really... Because it's a book. I know that. Okay. The movie doesn't really leave it open for a sequel. Really? Oh, maybe not. Yeah, not really. But uh, it was was a Brendan Fraser vehicle. Uh, But it's good. I I like it a lot. I, I would recommend you guys check it out. It's got Andy Serkis as the villain, always good, and it's a really, really interesting premise where the the main character is uh, whatever he reads from a written page manifests in real life. But it's not just manifesting out of nothing. It's actually pulling whatever he's reading about from the fictional world that it's from, which are actually real alternate worlds. And so it has consequences when he pulls things out from where they're supposed to be. It's really interesting. Yeah, it sounded really interesting to me. I just I haven't had a chance to watch it. Okay, and then the last one, I think. Oh, no, two more. Uh, you guys seen Ponyo? Of course. Yes. I have not. I just recently watched it for the first time. I liked it. Yeah. No, I. We, Is it a Disney thing? It's a well, Studio it, Ghibli. Yeah. Is it on Disney Plus? No. No. That would that would raise the game for Disney Plus. If they had all <laughs> if they had all the Studio Ghibli stuff on there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh that I just quoted good. that movie uh yesterday, actually. Wow. Yep. Yep. Uh we made dinner and I shouted out Ham <laughs> That's the best line. Ham You had to be there, Steve. Spoilers. Mm. <laughs> yes the main it character an, eats ham yes and she really likes it it is an adaptation of the little mermaid and it is the weirdest adaptation of the little mermaid that you'll ever see yeah and i i can see where maybe that was the starting point for this thing but <laughs> it really isn't <laughs> i mean <laughs> it just the germ of the idea is there yeah yeah there's water <laughs> and a girl who comes out of the water who I guess was mermaid-ish. But then there's... She's aquatic for sure. Yeah, yeah. There's some really interesting things that it gets into about aging and uh, and death. And there's some interesting reads on the end of the movie that I, I hadn't thought about. And then watching it again, I was like, oh, this actually 
this works as far as maybe they're all dead. <laughs> and wow. like the like act three could Spoilers. potentially potentially act three could be everyone in the afterlife. Just like the last Narnia book. <laughs> Not just um, like that, but <laughs> wow. It's yeah. Let me pitch it to you another way. Imagine you're living in the world and everything looks normal except the ocean, which does not look normal. But even that looks okay. normal. It's just sl- slowly our pollution is invading the depths of the ocean and that's having to move. And Liam Neeson is not happy about this. No, no, I'm talking about like the animation style. Because oh. everything else in the movie is really normal looking and then the ocean is like super Popeye cartoony. Mm. Strange. Um, okay, and last one. You guys have never seen Knowing? No. Oh. I don't think so. I would love to hear your opinions on this movie, especially you, Steve, because it's all playing on Christian eschatology, oh. but, but putting a twist on it. Oh, yeah. Well, I'd still like to see it. I, it this is one of those things where and it's interesting you picked this up. I don't mind seeing stuff like that. If I'm watching it critically, you know, yeah. it's like I don't I what I don't want is people to say, oh, you love this movie because it has just a completely new take on, you know, yeah, and yeah. it's like uh, there is no new take on it. You know, right, <laughs> it's yeah. what's in the Bible. But if it's something where, you know, people are using it and I can sort of look at it critically and then, you know, maybe maybe pull out something some new i mean every once in a while when you have a parody or when you have someone making fun of something sometimes it's like wait a minute i never thought of it like that before and sometimes yeah. it makes you think it in a way that it, you can get a little bit deeper and if it's something theological sometimes even someone being irreverent about something not that i want people to be but if i'm looking at it critically maybe i can sort of dig a little deeper or just see it from their, their aspect or something like that. So, well, it's one of these, it's one of these movies where if you watch the trailer, you wouldn't get any of that from the trailer. And then you start watching the movie and it's like left turn, left turn, left turn. (laughs) And, And so, yeah, it's really interesting. It's, it's like, what if all the Christian eschatology is true? It just has nothing to do with God. Uh, okay. Yeah. So it's, it's, I would like to see, uh, hear your opinion on it. And yeah, I'll yeah. check it out. As, lo- as long as it's not like that horrible, uh, what was it? The, there was a Noah movie on TV where it had a <laughs> lot, like trying to get into the, the top of the arc. And I'm like, lot doesn't even appear for like 500 more years. I it mean, it wasn't like, lot, Steve. It was Tubal Cain. Yeah. Yeah. And he did get into know. the arc. I don't know. I'd... And tried to kill people. Well, it's which just... which Noah movie are you talking about, Evan? The one with Russell Crowe? Yeah, no, this is a different one. This is uh, Oh, really? No, Steve's talking about the TV movie that was on NBC oh, that yeah. was so bad in how it interpreted the story that Saturday Night Live did a whole sketch about how bad this movie was uh, 
and they're just making fun of just all of the horrible choices that they made when they made this TV movie. This oh, movie yeah. starts out with Noah wanting to go out and find out, you know, what God wants him to do, and and he's listening to hear what God wants him to do. Noah is, and as Noah is listening to this, uh, he listens for God's voice, and there's an earthquake, but. God's voice is not in the earthquake. And as Noah <laughs> no. listens for God's voice, there, there's this fire, but God's voice is not in the fire. And yeah, it just, there's a great and mighty wind, uh, but God's <laughs> voice is not in the great and mighty wind. And so finally, in a, in a whisper, God tells Noah to build the ark. <laughs> so... Let's just mix and match. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's great. I mean, <laughs> if you don't want to think about you know, actual history, history and, and all that, you know, yeah. you just want to, you know, in theology, you can just say, Hey, we got this Noah guy from the Bible. Let's just let him go through some other stories from the Bible. And, and yeah, so Lot's wife was a part of that. Uh, I can't remember where she fit into that. Um, but I basically, I watched like the first hour of the first night. It was a two night thing. And yeah. And pirates tried to take over the boat and if yeah. if I remember, there was something to do with like it was almost as bad as when you like look at someone and you're on a boat after years and years and you're waiting to get rescued and you look at the person who's on the boat with you and you see them like turn into a, a nice broiled chicken. Um, yeah. You know, uh, stuff like that was going on, too, because they were wow. you know, they were they needed the vitamin C from the, the fruit or something. But wow. it was not good. Like that one. What was the other one? It was a. It was based. It was very loosely based on Revelation, but like Jesus finally came back, but he was born as a baby, and they were like trying to get him to a point where he could be like a a man, and like Satan was trying to destroy him as a, a baby again. I was oh like, uh, yeah. how 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 little of the Bible do you have to read and or know? to try to put together a movie like that. And nobody along the way who greenlit this thing said anything about, you know, I mean, uh, well, but here's, here's the, here's what it's comparable to though. These are people who are making this movie and it would be comparable to me making a movie about Hercules where <laughs> he meets Zeus, but then they go on this adventure and meet Thor you know, and then they, it's just like bringing all these pieces of mythology into it. Um, and, you, you know, they meet Robin Hood or, or whatever. And I guess he would have met <laughs> Zeus earlier because Zeus is his father. But, um, but you know, you, you can throw all these things together because it's, it's fiction, you know. And I think that the people who made the Noah movie were just like, you know, oh, the Christians are going to eat this up, but we're finally making a movie for them. Yeah. But we, are just going to take all these things that they love and, and mix them all together and, and just give it to them. You know, that's because it, it. like, who is their audience? You know, the person, <laughs> the person who's going to appreciate that you don't care about the Bible is not going to be watching a Noah miniseries on NBC. The people who do appreciate and care about the Bible are not going to, you know, it's just this one of those weird, it's like where the wild yeah. things are, you know, <laughs> like who is the yeah. audience for this? It's, well, and it's like, yeah. That what kicked all that off, I think, was that Bible miniseries on History Channel, which just blew everybody in Hollywood no, no, this away is with how that. well the ratings did. This is before no. that. This is before Passion. And well, I'm talking about the Noah, 
whatever it is. Yeah. The, okay. So that with Russell Crowe, that was a result of yeah that and yet Exodus people saying like, oh, there's a yeah, there's a Christian market that we've been neglecting again, and somehow we forgot about it. <laughs> yeah the the noah the russell crow noah which i oh, i can't remember who directed that was that darren aronofsky i don't know i think so uh i can't remember now but that was just weird that it got made at all you know but it was partially the director and partially this but again who is this for you know who's going to appreciate that you have stone angels falling from heaven <laughs> protecting the ark you know and and it was interesting watching christians defend it and saying well it doesn't say that it didn't happen yeah you know like, i'm just like wait a minute what are you talking that's, about that's the best type of argument <laughs> well and apparently those things are in the book of enoch which is quoted in one book of the bible yeah, so, yes. it's possible. And the one <laughs> one interesting thing was the the passing on of sin uh, that they did in that with this, uh, like a snakeskin kind of thing that got passed on from yeah, father to son. Yeah, but it wasn't son. sin. They passed that on, and it gave them superpowers or something. Eh, but the, I'm saying that's an interesting idea. <laughs> There's this interesting visual of this. This is the snake that tempted Adam or tempted uh, Eve, uh, and this is the that snake's skin, and it gets passed on from father to son. You know, and so there's this really interesting a visual metaphor going on there. Um, uh, the other thing that came out of that Noah's Ark movie was when they were actually got in the Ark and the rains are coming down and the people who did not believe are believing and they're out there and you just are, oh, you're oh, yeah. looking at Noah and his family from within the Ark and then you hear the rain and you hear just the cries of the people out who, that is the best scene. who want to get let in now. And yeah. Yeah. it's just horrifying. It's actually a reminder that Noah's Ark is not just a children's Sunday school story. Yeah. You know, and, and Noah's Ark might, you know, the animals might be cute to put on your child's, uh, you know, nursery walls, but the story itself is horrifying. Yeah. And, In reality, there would probably be a lot of dead bodies floating around the Ark. Which um, wouldn't be good. Yeah. yeah, but maybe not for long because they would gotten eaten by uh, the the monsters and yeah the 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 stone creatures that they would have gotten hungry. <laughs> and, the falling stone yeah. and that that Kukul. scene is the one that stuck out the most to me. I I really remember that. It was powerful. It was powerful well, and yeah. and mm -hmm. biblical. You yep. know, it doesn't say that that's exactly what happened, but it definitely but it implies something like that. Yeah. It's very probable that yep. that happened. Um, yeah. And then the whole Tubal Cain thing it just goes off the rails from there. Yeah. That was the only really biblically accurate scene yeah. in the, in the movie. <laughs> so, and what, what a, what a surprise that the only biblically accurate scene was super powerful. <laughs> well, maybe we missed out on the powerful scenes that, you know, the other scenes that could have been super powerful, but we're just scratching our heads. Like, why is this in this movie? You know. Oh, I'm wrong. There was one other really biblically accurate scene, and it was when Noah passed out naked. That they did that spot on accurate. Maybe, if you say so. <laughs> I, I, my thing with that whole movie is why could it not have just been, um, you know, Ted, Ted's arc? 
you know, <laughs> just don't even pretend that it's actually the Bible story. It doesn't have right. to be about Noah. This could be a fantasy story taking place on, on another planet. planet. Yeah, yeah. That is just a totally different thing. Uh, yeah. And, and well, then suddenly, okay. Yeah. They're, they're pulling strings from the Noah's Ark story from the biblical account, but it's not. And, and I'm willing to run with that, you know? Yeah. Well, I remember uh, listening to or reading an interview with Emma Watson during the production of the movie. And she's like, yeah, it's really cool. This like it's unclear when the setting is like it could be 2000 years ago or 2000 years in the future. We don't know. <laughs> I was like, oh, this isn't going to be good <laughs> <laughs> because 2000 years ago is <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah, that was unfortunate of her. Yeah. Not good. All right. Well, hey, uh, this year, two film debuts from superheroes, or actually people who would play superheroes, film debuts from uh, Gal Gadot and Chris Hemsworth. So Wonder Woman and Thor had their film debuts in the same year. Just not as those characters. And Thor's was as Captain Kirk's dad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oddly enough. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I, I think that, that that might be this episode is done now. Um, yes. We've talked about 2009. We potentially, before the end of 2019, will be talking about 2019. And the next episode after that in this series will be 10 years from now. Because that's <laughs> 2029 and we don't know what's coming out that year. But so probably a couple Marvel movies, maybe a Star Wars movie. Um, we'll see. Maybe Tarantino's Star Trek movie by then. We'll see. We will see. So final words, gentlemen. My final words. Um, I mean, I guess if you had to have any final words for this show and especially to cap off the entire series, um, you know, talking about the wealth and depth of all these movies that we've experienced, I sort of have to go back to, to Patrick Henry, who back in 1799 said, I live amongst a multiplicity of blessings from that gracious ruler of all things to whom I owe unceasing acknowledgments for his unmerited goodness to me. It's very good. Evan? <laughs> <laughs> the difference between our two quotes kind of says some things it says a lot <laughs> all i have to say is thank you everyone for listening we got 2019 coming up we'll see when i don't know when but there's actually a couple movies still to come out in 2019 that we probably want to wait to see so we can talk about it in that episode at least one movie and that's the new star frozen Two. well i guess there's that <laughs> although i won't be going to see that because i still haven't seen frozen one wow disney plus ben i know it's there no excuse but you know mm. what i'm watching the unidentified flying oddball which i'm not going to watch with my kids by the way because as funny and as dumb as it is in that 70s disney kind of way it has a whole subplot of 
how a robot doppelganger of the guy who is not supposed to be an astronaut but ends up on the spaceship sneaks on board his Playtime magazine because the robot was taught about women and they go back in time to King Arthur's court time and they use that magazine to bribe people to do things that they want them to do. And I'm just like, this is dumb. Why is this in this movie? I don't remember this in this movie. Uh, So, yeah, there's that. And also, Godspeed. Thanks for listening. Godspeed. You've been listening to the Strangers and Aliens podcast, hosted by Ben Avery, Evan David, Steve McDonald, and Dr. Jason Neal. Our music was composed and mixed by Tim Leffel. We'd love for you to join the conversation by going to our website at strangersandaliens.com, where you'll find show notes, articles, reviews, and more. You can also email us directly at podcast at strangersandaliens.com. Or you can join our social media conversations by following us on Twitter, where we are at Strange and Alien, or liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash strangersandaliens. Or leave us a voicemail by calling the Strangers and Aliens hotline. That number is 1-804-378. And once again, thanks for listening. Oh, I, I, I saw 2010, but I didn't see 2011, so I didn't, I didn't feel like 2012 was something that I wanted to see.